Today's Director's Cut podcast is a Corporate Directors Forum Strategic Partner Spotlight featuring Moss Adams, a professional services organization that provides a full spectrum of accounting, consulting, and wealth management services. They dive deep into each industry to bring greater contextual understanding to every engagement. Welcome to all. I'm Kelly McCauley, the producer of the Director's Cut podcast and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Carissa Wisniewski, CPA and partner at Moss Adams. Thank you for joining us today. Kelly, we're excited to be here. Moss Adams obviously loves partnering with the Corporate Directors Forum, and I personally am excited to talk to you today about issues that are facing directors um, in the environment that we're in. Excellent. And Carissa is a Southern California Regional Technology and Life Sciences leader, as well as serving a second term as member of the firm's executive committee. She's former partner in charge of the San Diego office and is past leader of the firm's technology and life sciences practices. Carissa provides audit services to a variety of both public and private companies in the technology, manufacturing, and life sciences industries. I could spend hours with you, Carissa, but for now, <laughs> tell us about the Moss Adams West ethos and how that impacts your clients' experience and results. Yeah, I'd love to. You know, a few years back, we went through a process where we really looked at how we were describing ourselves. And we started to realize that when you asked people about what they, how they approach clients, how they serve clients, they would say, you know, it's just sort of that West thing. And so we talked really about that. And it's more than a geography focus. That's not what it's about. It's more about an attitude, sort of a unique spirit of optimism and working with clients that have that same approach. It's about innovation and creating a prosperous company. And so when we started to look at it, we describe, we describe it as West. And it is not about what we do, but how we do it. And I do think it makes a big difference to our clients, whether it's they're working with us in tax or an audit or consulting. We have a wide range of consulting services. So it isn't about what a client's interacting with Moss Adams related. It's about how we do it and the belief that truly we have a purpose and the purpose is to be very authentic with our clients and do everything we can to help them be prosperous. And from an audit perspective, that may be giving them some bad news about a situation or some technical issue that's coming out, but doing it proactively and in an approach that is we're all in and get that we all need to move through this together. So it isn't about what we're doing. It's about how we're doing it with our clients. Well, and you also talked about seeing it long before it actually comes into the world, right? You're seeing it out on the horizon as part of that West ethos is keeping, you know, an eye out on the future, be grounded in the present and really understanding what your clients are looking to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the real values that we see bringing to the client is, you know, having a year-round relationship with a client, having it when a client joins Moss Adams, they're not my client. They're not my partner's clients. They are a client of the firm and making sure that we're thinking about the client so that they can focus on their business. And when they talk to us about something that, you know, maybe, um, an issue or something in their goals coming up for the next year that we think about that just as hard as to what might be helpful, what might be supportive, what might be um, something that they're not seeing, whether it's in, like I said, in the accounting profession or taxes that might be a positive thing that can be additive 
to whatever they're doing and we just need to get it in front of them so they don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of it. So it's kind of an exciting thing and our people see it very much as, you know, that important thing about caring for people. It's you got you care about your clients and you want them to do well and that does make a difference as to how you interact with people when you care about them. Absolutely. So your expertise is in audit. Can you give us an example of catching something that saved your client from a future issue or identifying something that brought him a win? Yeah, no. Um, so I work in clients, as you mentioned, from private growth companies all the way up to very large public companies. How we interact with our clients is unique and every client is different. And so in some cases, especially in audit, there are restrictions in what we can um, provide to a client. And so if we don't do it, we always try to get them to somebody else that um, can do it um, from an independent standpoint. But when I look across all of those clients, I have a lot of examples where we were working with them and because of the proactive nature of it, it never be something never became an issue. And so um, thinking through that, you know, my client base is very um, transaction based and they're always doing something, whether it's buying something or divesting of something. I mean, they're always changing to really meet the market's demand. And so when I think about a recent situation, an example, um, recently I was working with a client who's going through a transaction and because we um, develop a very much a, like I said, a year round approach to work with our clients, they called us just to let us know about, you know, what they were working on and what they were thinking about doing. And it was very early in the transaction, but the management team was very focused in the due diligence. And so we said, you know, why don't we get together, just brainstorm what you're going through, what you're looking at. And so got together and really talked not just about the deal terms, but some of the integration items and downstream activities. And it was really just that helping the client, you know, when they're really focused, be a resource to think about other things that if they put them in place now could make things easier later. And so it actually did uh, result in some shifting in how they were approaching some things, and it ended up a better outcome. And I think just really trying to use that as an example, when I think about the best situations, um, that when I work through things with a client and they say, oh my gosh, that was so helpful, it's when we infused the discussion early enough that the, the you know, issue, the challenge, whatever it is, is surfaced so that it can be dealt with and never becomes an issue. And I always think that that's a reward when we're not talking about something that could have been a real problem in a deal or in the life cycle of a company. And I think, you know, because we brought the issue up early, it was able to just be a seamless part of resolution going through a deal. So I kind of look at that as a, a good example. Every situation is different, but I do think Sometimes those early identifications are what makes the difference in a relationship. Sure. Well, it's the early identification and it's always the benefit of experience having someone like you in early with your eyes on it to identify things that they would never think about. But because you've been doing this for a long time, it's a natural for you to do. Yeah, I think also one of our underlying cultural um, 
philosophies is around collaboration. And a lot of people say that, but they don't actually get it into a working model where it's part of your practice. And so one of the things, because I mentioned it's, you know, a client is a client of the firm, not of Carissa Wisniewski, that when I look at a client and something they're going through, I'll bring other team members along because they have different experiences that they can add to the conversation. They can um, drive different discussions than I would be able to drive. So because we believe so firmly in that collaboration and bringing all the resources of the firm to a client, regardless of whether they're a small growth client or really big public client. I think that's one of the things I found um, valuable is that they get the benefit of all that experience and unique perspectives, which sometimes my partners will come up with suggestions from something a client said. And I think that is incredibly brilliant. (laughs) And it may be, you know, just that brainstorming because of something they've seen in practice elsewhere. And so I do think collaboration is a big piece of the value that contributes into the West delivery. Let us know, what are you seeing as recent practices or adaptations on boards that are important for boards as well as leaders to be aware of? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're really working in a very dynamic um, environment right now. And I think boards are in a really unique uh, role to challenge management related to um, how they're facing against the economy. Um, What are they doing related to um, product demands as a result of recent events? So all of those items are um, really front and center with the boards. But one of the things that I think has been really interesting to watch over the last year has really been some of the challenges that boards are facing related to diversity. And I think, you know, California putting in place mandates related to placing women on boards um, is a real bold step. But I think what I've seen and what I've really liked is the boards who've really um, grabbed onto the opportunity to really look at it as not having to change the board, but really wanting to change the board and challenging them um, as to really the board composition and really assessing what are the skills they currently have on the board and really using it as an opportunity to look for new board members. And what I've really um, enjoyed is the boards that have reached out to me and talking to chairman of boards as to, you know, really sort of as a sounding board. And so one of the things that I think I always tell them is really that you you want to add board members. And what you want to do first is determine the skills and the qualities of the board member that you want to have. And that is regardless of gender diversity. You want to have those skills in mind. And then you really want to pick board members regardless of that. But you got to make sure that your pool is big enough and you're looking for all of the qualified candidates or you'll go back to old practices of sort of what you know. And so I've really enjoyed working with boards and, um, you know, as they really take this on as an opportunity and not as a negative thing that's being forced upon them. So it's really exciting time. Yeah, I love hearing your observations of that. My experience of board members that I personally know and have worked with through Corporate Directors Forum as well as other places, it wasn't that they were biased against women. It was just a blind spot for sure. And the approach you're talking about, you know, the first reaction was, oh, and now I just have to check the box and drag a woman onto my board. But what you're saying is so smart, and that's what really good boards are doing, is making a list of who, what is it that I need? And then who do you know that could fit into that expertise and experience? And they're widening their net 
to include women. Whereas before they just said, who do I know? And they didn't think about diversity as far as gender or cultural, et cetera. Exactly. And I, you know, I've told a lot of board members that I've talked with, there are a, a staggering number of very talented leaders out there who happen to be women that could be very additive to the board and provide a unique perspective. And, you know, the challenge back is, and Carissa, where do I find them? So I do think that the law in California has created some catalyst for more women to actually you know, verbalize that they're interested in being on boards and they're willing to serve in that capacity, which has actually broadened the access to the pool where the talent sat there, there just wasn't that conduit between boards looking and the and will, the women that are talented and available to serve. So I think that it has been a real opportunity that I could see, you know, finding that connection as compared to I'm find, looking for a woman, I'm looking for a talented board member who happens to be a woman. And I do think that as boards look for individuals with even more diverse backgrounds that, that come from unique experiences, whether it's ethnicity or what it is, I think we're, we're all going to be better off for it. And so are the boards. Well, and CDF offers a very valuable one day getting onto your first board to help people understand what is the experience going to be like and how to be prepared for that. So for people who might have been reluctant to put their name in the hat for being considered as a board member, we have resources to shore up confidence to, that they will be of value when they step into that room. Yeah, I think anything that helps people get comfortable um, not only with the board role, but also that helps them get comfortable to be able to hit the ground running. I've seen a lot of the board members do a lot of research into the company before they interact with the company or even offer to be on the board because they do take it very seriously. I've always been impressed with the board members, especially at the corporate directors forum. They invest in the education. That's why they go to the programs. And so I think that that's one of the other things that in addition to courses that help them understand the context of things that will come up in the board, understanding the company that they're joining and seeing how their skill sets match up with the company's um, business or their challenges that they're facing, um, I think is a real important step as well. So making sure you're well prepared in all aspects is always a good idea. <laughs> Carissa, thank you for your support of CDF and especially for sharing your insights on board practices. We have uh, loved our partnership with Corporate Directors Forum and certainly appreciate all of the education that they provide um, to the boards in town. As a board member myself on the Red Cross and on the Girl Scout Audit Committee, I take so much away from Corporate Directors Forum personally, and obviously Moss Adams is uh, really appreciative of the opportunity to sponsor the upcoming event. Well, and we're looking forward to having your partner, Kevin Villanueva, on the upcoming panel, Privacy, Cyber, and Regulations. Are you ready? To learn more of what Moss Adams delivers in accounting, consulting, and wealth management, visit mossadams.com. To learn more about Carissa Wisniewski's practice, visit mossadams.com forward slash people forward slash Carissa Wisniewski. To subscribe to more podcasts like this, please visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast and sign up. To learn about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those discussed in today's podcast, or to attend our next meeting, go to directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations and boards that you lead.